Hello and welcome to Football Bloody Hell and after having a weekend of largely FA Cup focused football there were a few Premier League games that snuck through the net and for those unlucky enough not to be living the life out in Dubai or Spain or Florida where most of the Premier League seems to be at the moment. Um, so joining me to pick over the crumbs from the table from this weekend is Cowley on the line from up in Newcastle. How are you mate? Yeah not too bad thanks Mike yourself. Yeah, I'm all right, all right. Just uh, yeah, enjoying a, another cold snap. It's been an absolute, absolute pleasure to be under snow again. But um, just uh, looking forward to the summer, the summer months, mate, and uh, and the World Cup, obviously international week coming up next week, which I can't wait for. Always looking forward to seeing the likes again. of Jake Livermore, uh, Jake Livermore pit his wits against uh, <laughs> uh, against the rest of the world. So um, plenty to look forward to. Um, but before we get to that uh, that massive event in the summer, which we'll almost certainly be disappointed, um, want to go through a bit of the action from the Premier League this weekend. Now a handful of games from the weekend, Cowley, but there were still plenty of uh, plenty of bits and pieces that popped out to me. And um, we'll start with favourite moments. Um, can I go out on a limb and say that it's going to involve an Egyptian who plays for Liverpool for you, Cowley? Yes, it is. How did you know, Mike? Um, uh, yeah, I know. Since ever ever since they signed Amizaki, he's been absolutely fine. <laughs> but yeah, um, the sheer brilliance of of uh, of him, he just reminds of myself. Just drop dropping <laughs> dropping that shoulder, sure. and then <laughs> um, making people fall on their arse, and then slotting them in. Really, yeah. I, I must say though, Cowley, I've never seen him kicking off with a referee on a halfway line. Who does I've that? Never like? seen that. He's got that. He's got to perfect that art to to get fully into your doesn't uh, get fouled. That's into why. your image doesn't get fouled. <laughs> that's that's the reason why. And keep, the referees make good decisions, unlike the ones I sure. play at uh, five sure. aside. So, but yeah, just um, just watching them is uh, just a pleasure, really. Uh, again, <laughs> I, I playing football on Saturday, and um, I actually managed to miss miss three of the Liverpool goals, the first three. Yeah. So I got in like a couple of minutes late. They already scored, and then I waited to have a shower at half time. So I went a couple of minutes before and obviously scored again. And then I got out and come downstairs and just scored before I even got out. So yeah, managed to miss three goals, but never mind. Um, but I just, I mean, his third goal really. Um, I just never. I mean, the yeah. keeper doesn't have the keeper doesn't, doesn't help like, but just how he got it in, how he gets it in from there, like four defenders in front of him. Crazy, and I man. thought he pretty much like fucked it up a little bit, but he still managed to go. And it, it's quite a funny picture I've seen um, on Twitter. Was how, I don't know if you've seen it. It was like, how, how do I tell my grandkids that? There was a shot of like Sanchez against us with an open goal. Yeah. And then <laughs> of Salah with like four players in front of him. How, how, do, I tell, how do I tell them that Salah scored, but uh, Sanchez missed? I thought it was quite funny. Um, yeah, it, it does, does encapsulate that. And you say like the keeper... Um, wasn't great for it. Like, yeah, it does look shit, but I guess he he just wasn't expecting, expecting the shot to come off. He sort of digs a shot out he, from nowhere, doesn't he? For, yeah. for first off, he he's not expecting him to get through about four or five players like he does, and then like the shot as well is still so unexpected. He sort of digs it out. You know, it's like on one of the old Fifas in particular, where like you just like press a button and his leg does something completely unnatural one of the <laughs> yeah. you know one of the fifas from the 90s probably yeah and it just like it just happened you're facing the other way yeah. but they still cross it into the box on the penalty spot you know what i mean yeah it was it was almost like that it was just like how is that physically how was Possible, he how was yeah. he found way to actually reach the goal never mind put it in the back of the net from there 
yeah. Um, but even even his goals and his assist as well. Um, great ball in to Firmino, and even that ball to like uh, Ings at the end. Great ball. Uh, but yeah, it was a it was a pleasure watching them. Um, even said sorry to keep at the end. The keeper didn't look too impressed. Like <laughs> he just like walked off. But I, uh, I've got to admit, if I was that keeper and or even a defender, and he said that, I would have I would have probably snapped at him. Yeah, you would, wouldn't you? Like you you don't want him to say that. Um, yeah. you, you just don't want him to say anything really. Just just shake hands and go off, man. Like it's just yeah. a bit of a bit of a piss take, really. But even though, yeah, he does he does seem like a very likable chap from everything you see of him. But yeah, oh, yeah having just yeah, having just been made a fool of like that, <laughs> yeah. which yeah. I have I have experience of. Yeah. Obviously not at that level, but it's all relative, and it's just like yeah, just anything, just like just get off the pitch. Any any little smile and a tap on it, a pat on the head or something, it's like yeah yeah. I'm so, I'm surprised they didn't snap a bit more uh, at that. Not a great day at the office for Watford. Yeah, but I've got I've got a good uh, favourite moment as well. So Salah's a, a player who I fancied it on Saturday, but there's one player who didn't really fancy it on Saturday. Do you know who I'm going to say? Charlie Adam. Charlie Adam. That's a shame because that was going to be mine, Charlie. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, well, I'm bringing on. Go you. on. I'll, I'll I'll let you. I'll let you <laughs> take the line. Have you got right, a backup one? On. Have you got a backup one? I've got yeah, I've, well yeah, my, one of our backups was Salah, um, right. but I've, I've I've got a sort of other one as well. Oh, okay. So uh, yeah, crack on! I'll see if you do Charlie Adam justice here, mate. Yeah, well I mean Charlie Adam, um, obviously the, the conditions were were awful, um, but it's just that tackle going. There's no need for it. Um, I know. <laughs> it's, it's, there's it's no need it? for it at all. It wasn't any danger. It was like outside their box. Um, but to put your foot up like that, that's just giving the ref an easy decision. But it's like he looked at it, just give us a red, go on. And not even like kind of argued about it at all, just running off yeah. the pitch. Um, you would like, you think, all oh, right, you would, a lot of people probably know it's the red, but like just don't run off the pitch like that. It's, it's one of those reds, isn't it? Like when I was looking at it, and it's like, when you look at it, it's like, it's a red, but it's not a horror tackle it's where a... it's like, when you know as a player, you're like, well, yeah, I mean, that's definitely off. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's one of those reds that you expect most players, especially a dickhead like Charlie Adam, to kick off about it. Yeah. You expect him to be arguing the case and just like, you know, I was going for the ball. Like, it was like, yeah. Um, it, was, it was one of those marginal ones where, you know, it's a red card. But it's like it's something the players could argue. Mm-hmm. But you're right. He just like he could not wait to get off. Just started snowing <laughs> so heavily. Just straight off. Oh, oh, is that a red? Is it? Oh, see you later. <laughs> Cheers, yeah. that ref. Oh, off your trot, Charlie. Yeah. But it is. It's just so weird. Like um, I don't often uh, give him credit, but I found myself watching uh, goals on Sunday with Sol Campbell on Sunday morning. Um, I think I was just a little bit hungover and I couldn't really be asked to change the channel. <laughs> but um, but he made a good point actually. It's like. Why is he even jumping in there? Like he he can much more easily make the ball just by sliding a, along the along the ground. Yeah. Like he's probably got a better chance of making it. Like it doesn't make any sense other than as you say, just like he just didn't fancy it. It's like ah, oh, can I can I just like <laughs> get off the pitch now? <laughs> it's just the way he runs off the pitch. Like couldn't get off quicker, could he? <laughs> I know, I know. You got me thinking of you if you're Paul Lambert there. He's like, is he? Is he got into it? Like, I don't think it's a, you know, I don't think this is Charlie Adam turning over a new leaf and, yeah. and being a, you know, a more pleasant character. I agree. Like as soon as I saw that, I was just cracking up. It was just like he's put in an unnecessary challenge. Just like, all right, I'll take that. Off I yeah, go. Yeah. I don't know if he fancied being like, abroad like the rest of the, 
maybe extend the uh, the break they have extend until the, the end of the month to the next yeah. game, the international week. Looked at the so. forecast before, not for me. But I mean, um, I think he just got back in the team, hadn't he? Had he been missed? Well, the last... yeah, he, he's had, he's been back in the last few games, and he's had an absolute litany, a string of nightmares. I think he gave the ball away, like basically, like laid on a goal the other week. I think he gave away a pen the week before. Yeah. Um, like, uh, uh, yeah, I can't remember the exact exact instance but basically the last two games he's come back in the team he's um he, he he's had two absolute nightmares that have led to goals at least um as well and now, and now he's gonna done that so like I, I'm, I'm just amazed that he's still knocking around and getting a gig in the team to be perfectly yeah. honest i think match um, did, did show a highlight just before that i don't know if you've seen it um he did some player about 30 yards out and hits on his right foot like, yeah, <laughs> not a chance. It's not a chance of you scored if you're right foot outside the box, Charlie. <laughs> I think such a thirty yards is being kind. <laughs> yeah, probably a bit further. Probably. Usually further, isn't it? Yeah, it was just when he hit it. It's just ah, oh, it's one of them where you know it's never going in. It's, yeah, it's classic Charlie Adam, isn't it? You're almost just like back off and like, all right, yeah, shoot, mate. Because like he he tries that like remember when he's finally scored that one from the halfway line yeah and he tried it for like years and years and years and he, like finally it's like I'm justified it's like think how many times he just lose the ball and like lose possession in a move where you could create a good chance or score a goal just because he shoots like yeah. <laughs> all the time from miles out just can't help himself I think it was was it um, was a Carragher who came out and said it's about about time he scored like the amount of yeah times possibly he did it, yeah full of just ridiculous. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, good shout, Cowley. I thought I'd be fairly safe. I didn't think I needed to to bring that one up to safeguard that as my favourite moment of the weekend. But it's uh, it was definitely worthy of a mention. It's just like, yeah, I agree. Like the way he just accepted it and was absolutely buzzing to get off the pitch just really, really cracked me up as well. Um, but uh, thankfully, I had a, had a few reserves. Um, not strictly Premier League, in fact, like definitely not. But see, in the FA Cup, and I don't know if you saw it. Um, but uh, when Southampton scored their first goal against Wigan, uh, it was Hoiberg's first goal. And he does the, the classic wheel away from the goal and sort of like do a punchy air and jump up in the air um, to celebrate in front of the fans. But as he's jumping in the air, obviously his teammates are running towards him yeah. to, uh, to get hold of him and congratulate him. As he jumps in the air and kicks out, he just kicks out his back foot and smacks Jack Stevens right in the nads, like as he's running to meet him. Just like goes down straight down, perfect shot. Poor old Jack Stevens getting done. You <laughs> finally, finally a bit of light for Southampton. You say, oh, get in. We've got one up in the quarterfinal of the FA Cup. Kicked in the nuts straight away, um, which I think probably probably sums up Southampton's season. But uh, I, I've got to say, I've watched that little clip a fair few times um, online. It, it doesn't get old. Just watching someone inadvertently, not expecting it, getting kicked in the nuts when everyone else, especially when everyone else is just getting on and celebrating and so happy. It's a it's a very um, very satisfying thing. No, I missed it. I'll have to uh, I'll have to catch up with it once we do this, Mike. I've I've got plenty of links, Cowley. I'll, I'll send them along. Get I'll them send them across, along. Get them sent across. <laughs> yeah. So that yeah. Uh, well, I'm glad we had a bit of balance in there. Obviously, a bit bit of bit of quality and actual football with Salah. Um, but um, yeah, quickly moved on to Charlie Adam and someone getting kicked in the nuts, which is uh, restored the natural order of things. I think for this show, it's not what you want. Yeah, um, uh, that kind of weather as well. Nah, absolutely not. Up in Wigan bit drafty up there like this time of year um nah but he's a big strong center half so i'm sure i'm sure he'll, he'll, he'll be all right i'm glad uh, uh i'm glad wigan got knocked out 
don't like them. Um, I'm all up for <laughs> all up for an upset, but I wanted Man City to beat them. I just I, I just can't stand Wigan, so I'm I'm happy that they're out. There have been some very fruitless journeys to Wigan away oh, over the years, haven't I think there? Five or six times I've been to Wigan. Um, eventually, seen us win last season. Um, yeah, in the championship. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not got many hallmarks of a great away day, really, has it? To be perfectly honest. Not around the ground. Um, Shite Stadium, knee fans. It's a horrible club, yeah, really. I th- yeah, I think if I remember rightly, the away, the, one of the dedicated away pubs is like in a sports centre. Um, oh, it's like it's, it's like the JJB or DW, whatever it's called now. I remember yeah. the first time we ever went to see them. We had to go in there for like a pint and a plastic cups. They're classic. Happy They're memories. Classic. Happy memories. <laughs> Great times and see yourself getting done by Wigan. Got absolutely done Boys. there. It was a half twelve kickoff. We got beat one nil. She scored. Wasn't given. No goal line bleed technology then. <laughs> but I uh, never mind. Well, I'm glad I gave you a chance to get that out of your system, Cal. It's clearly been bugging you for a, a long time now. Best part of over a decade, probably does, now. I think does, that the hatred of Wigan's been going on, hasn't it? So uh, any chance uh, they won't often get mentioned on this pod. So give you give you a chance to just cut free, and uh, it's a bit of a bit of a therapy session, I guess, for you tonight, isn't it? If any Wigan fans are listening. <laughs> yeah, a long shot, a long shot. But uh, while we're uh, while you're on your soapbox, Callie, how about we move on to the press and uh, the wanker with the pen? Um, anyone in particular off the pitch got your goat this week, mate? Um, a couple. One was more of last week, as we obviously missed the week. Um, Vinnie Jones. Oh, wasn't expecting this one. Well, yeah. I'll tell you now, I certainly haven't got Vinnie Jones lined up for mine, oh, so uh, I'm looking forward to hearing this, mate. Uh, can't stand the man. Um, he's got like a half, I think he gets half an hour on, on talk sport on a Monday morning. Uh, like Really? Yeah, they give him like, I, well, I think he's based in LA at the moment, so whatever time we're over there. But yeah, I think he does with um, Brazil and Barton. Um, half an hour Christ, every, what every Monday that morning. Is. But it's just the shit, like, <laughs> it's the whole, like, Carragher thing. Obviously, I, I know we can defend him at all. But for him, I don't obviously seen probably what he said about Carragher saying, right, job centre, he's a disgrace. He shouldn't be within a job. That, is that what Vinnie that, Jones said, is it? That's what, that's what Vinnie Jones said, yeah. Job centre, disgrace, <laughs> all that, all that shite. But then the week before, well, the week was two weeks before, he was, like, cracking up, like, the West Brom lads, obviously, allegedly nicking a taxi, obviously, when, the, when they're drunk. Yeah, um, it's like he's like great crack. That's what happens all the time. Like I'm just cracking up because Charlie Adams is on a uh, on Sky Sports tackle now. Get it? Get on all the big screens around the country. Let's be seeing that for a week or two. But the ball's gone. The ball is away, man. Why is he? Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Never mind. Go it, back it, in it is. <laughs> it, it is. It is the most obvious case of just someone like it's the classic Kevin Nolan getting booked before Christmas break, isn't it? Like it's. <laughs> it's it's like he's definitely got something planned. I wouldn't be surprised there if he's he already out of the country. Looking happy. <laughs> but uh, back to Vinnie Jones, yeah. So, like, one week he's saying great crack for, like, lads who obviously drunk and nick a taxi who obviously cause a crash. And then the next week saying obviously spitting, which it is a disgrace, but getting, like, in the job centre. So, like, what's worse, someone spitting at your, at your car or someone bloody drink driving and sticking it, nick a taxi? So... Yeah, um, yeah, I, just, I didn't hear those comments, really but I, like it was yeah, annoying. I, it was annoying to listen to him. 
I I I feel your pain, Kelly. I I agree. Like there's a there's a there's a general um how do you say it um yeah inconsistency with a lot of those sort of um banter based pundits. You know, like yeah. the lads from the eighties and and early nineties who used to be you know like famous for you know get hard oh, that the good old days are oh, I turned up on a pitch pissed and and still one man of the match. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can I can still do it. The, those sort of lads like who who just when the when the mood's right will absolutely pillory someone to get some you know, get some a bit of coverage for themselves and, and boost their name. But like yeah, on the other hand, still absolutely buzzing about yeah, something something worse, as you say, like that, that West Brom one was and, and just pass it off as like the lads being lads and a return to the good old days. Yeah. That happens quite a lot really, doesn't it? Very very selective and no consistency in, in what a lot of those I think you were say. saying like, Oh, it happened all the time in our days. Much worse. That's nothing compared to what they did. So it'd be quite interesting to know what they did if if that's <laughs> when you steal a taxi drunk, like what worse were you doing? Uh, that'll be quite interesting to find out but yeah indeed well yeah I, I don't think Vinnie Jones has got a very um, yeah a very strong uh, I'm sure he's got a bit of a rap report from uh, from his days at Wimbledon well he, even some of the assaults he committed on the pitch to be perfectly honest he'd probably get arrested for um, yeah. for some of the stuff he did on the pitch back in the day so he's uh, he's not got an awful um, uh, you know a, a, an awfully strong leg to stand on there but I've got to say I'm I'm intrigued I don't think I'll be a regular listener but that half hour between uh, Jones Brazil and Barton <laughs> does sound um, certainly sounds like worth listening to for yeah. a bit of crack um, I, I can't say I listen to Brazil anymore I basically listen to just like the funny clips whenever he has a mare yeah. and just watch the Twitter meltdown did you but see then, that he was yeah, uh, I'm intrigued. just on Brazil he was off last week ill obviously in Cheltenham week <laughs> shock just, just who was allowed to do that like just obviously no he's like hungover it's like allowed to get away with it no it's all banter really isn't it <laughs> Brazil Brazil's got a throat infection I think oh I. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, of course he hasn't. We all mate. It's yeah. Got about fifteen pots of Guinness. Yeah, but I had, oh, another, yeah. I had another um thing this week in terms of um, Wang of the pen. Um, it was John Cross. Um, oh yeah, Murray, a regular. Yeah, a regular on Um, so if he give Welbeck, which is a disgraceful dive. Um, a nine out of ten, a zero out of ten, and he's uh in his report, um, saying obviously. I'm giving him that because of the dive. You know, he scored two goals and actually played well. And then I think it was a week before. Was it Ali dived against Rochdale? And then you give yes, him a seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the dive wasn't as bad, but it's still a dive at the end of the day. Then gives him like a seven. I think a few people have like questioned him on like Twitter saying, "How can you give Ali a seven and Welbeck a zero? Even though Welbeck played better than and obviously, but he dived. They both dived. So bit of inconsistency as well on that one. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. It's a shame that John Cross is usually a massive, uh, massive Arsenal fan. Yeah, so that's it's, a, um, it's a strange. Yeah. yeah, a slight surprise on that front, isn't it? But um, <laughs> I, I guess going from one slightly less partial journalist to another, um, another who's popped up on these uh, in this area of the show before. I thought we'd give Duncan Castles another, another, another go because it's been a few weeks since he's been on. Just a little one. I've got a couple as well, but just a little one. Thinking through his tweets, and obviously everyone was raving about Salah um, against Watford uh, on Twitter and, and, and what have you. And classic Castles, you know he loves Man United. And not it's not even not even subtle, like. Yeah. And he just like was on a, a succession of tweets, like 
um just like doing the old raised emoji eyebrows at people just like raving about uh, about salah and then uh quoted the liverpool watford commentator like castle's tweet he quotes the commentator salah is never denied never ever irrepressible everything he touched turns to goals and then just puts never ever hashtag man united liverpool just like come on man can we not enjoy yeah. Just like a, a, a top class player just being class without just being a little like snide about it all the time. Like he's a journalist as well. Yeah. Just like the the naked the naked bias he shows all the time. So anti Liverpool as well. Always kicking off about them, especially when they're doing well and everyone's praising them. Um it, it's just like it's just so tiresome man. I just I don't get him really. Yeah. I really don't don't get him how he gives himself any any credibility shred of credibility like the way he conducts himself um but yeah it was almost predictable i i, I must admit i went and searched out his tweets um when uh, when liverpool were playing and uh, and wasn't disappointed or surprised with with what i found to be per- perfectly honest with you um but another one and the main one i wanted to talk about obviously we've had the england <coughs> squad named this week um not the most inspiring england squad of course a lot of journalists with a bit of time on their hands to, to fill around. Um, watched a bit of Sunday Supplement of the weekend and Andy Dunn was on um, and started kicking off about the players in the squad. Um, now, by all means, I don't think that a lot of the squad, um, a lot of those squad pro- probably won't be there in, in the World Cup, a lot of the players that have made it. But yeah. his, his, he was talking about like Tarkovsky not deserving it. It's like, well, Tarkovsky's been widely... Um, praise throughout the season as being part of one of the, you know, one of the most organised best defences in the league. Like it's fair enough putting him in the squad. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he went straight on to saying like, "Where's Jaden Sancho? Where's Phil Foden? Like in the England squad, just like kicking off. Like where are they? It's like, well, um, Phil Foden's largely on the bench for Man City. <laughs> like hence not playing for England because he hasn't started a game or anything. Yeah. Um, and Jaden Sancho like at Dortmund, he's been out injured since the turn of the year <laughs> so not really playing either yeah. it's just like what what are you expecting these kids just like just because they played like like they, they they played very well for like the england youth teams who were so successful in the summer but you've you've got to be playing club football as well you can't get an england full team call up without playing club football yeah. it's not like you go from the reserves into the first team you look at lewis cook who you know won the under 20 world cup and was a captain he's he's in the squad because he's been playing regularly for bournemouth yeah in a Premier League week in week out and and playing well, so that that's the difference. It, it, for him to be like, I can't believe, basically like, I cannot believe Jaden Sancho and Phil Foden aren't in his squad. It, it's ridiculous. It's just like, what do you want Gareth Southgate to do? You know what I mean? Yeah. These lads, these lads just aren't playing football. Like, why why are you going to put them in? Like, he'd get absolutely slated if he if he brought them in. Like, bringing them in too early and just overhyping them. Like, it get that end of the stick. Like. I get that they're great talents and like we should definitely as as Southgate's doing, like bring people through consistently from, from those younger age groups. Like, but at the same time, you've got to be playing consistently at club football. You can't just turn up at an international game yeah. and uh, and and expect to, to make the grade. It's just like yeah. I just I sort of couldn't believe it and could believe it at the same time. Yeah. Like, what I was like, hearing was just someone like, like Ford in the game, like seventeen years old, man. We know yeah. what the mistake with taken like field walkout which was obviously a ridiculous decision many years ago but like you need to be like you said be playing football but constant consistently playing football well as well yeah neither of obviously have been playing football regularly and you can't just 
because who they play for, because they play for bigger clubs and they've got a lot of potential to put them in when someone like Lewis Cook has been playing well for Bournemouth. So, yeah, it's just, just stupid. Yeah, it's, it, it's just not. So, and then the, these are the same journalists who will say, like, we, we hype people up too young, we give kids too much too young. So, like, you put them in the, in the England first team without, like, playing it barely starting a game. Um, they, haven't, they haven't done anything In the Premier League and, and you do it, yeah, exactly, you do exactly that. And you just give them everything on a plate straight away, yeah. and they think they've made it. Yeah, which is the problem. Often uh, the criticism often often levelled at, at young English players by the press. So you know you can't have it both ways. There's got to be a some sort of reality. I agree, and I think Southgate is bringing through players from the youth team like more recognisably, you know, through that through those age groups into the first team than than other coaches have that that you know that I can remember in the past. But like there, there's got to be. There's got to be some sort of <laughs> reality check there. Yeah. It's just like you're not playing any sort of club football, not even just at the moment. Like you, you're not going to get into an international squad, even if we're not that great at the moment. Yeah, that, that's the end of the day. You've got to earn your place. So obviously, there's some picks in there who sh- shouldn't be playing, who shouldn't be involved in the England squad still. But and there's there's a couple of picks, um, a couple of players who who should be there, but. I guess that's. Uh, were, were you surprised ourselves didn't get a call? Yeah, massively. Yeah, um, I think he's. Probably the most informed English defender at the moment. Um, him and the side just a massive improvement. When he was out of sides, our defence we, we leaked goals. Um, just the, it wasn't the same defence when he's in there, and it's, it's when he's in there it looks so much better in, in terms yeah. of it's just his leadership. Really, obviously, he's a captain for us. Um, players like Lejeune, who's been a bit shaky, playing alongside him, he's just improved so he improved other defenders as well but we're keeping clean sheets we're, we're playing really well he's playing a lot better than the likes even look like Smolin for example he's, he's been playing better than him um, and he got a few goals to him I'm really surprised I mean it's, it's good in the way for Newcastle like, he, he didn't without him focus on obviously getting out of the relegation battle but massively shocked he didn't choose Lascelles on, on his form at the moment yeah, I, I yeah, I sort I'm sort of with you. I, I was I thought that yeah, as as you say that that leadership like we we don't really have any leaders, especially like at the back. Um, you thought he'd be a good you know a you know a good uh, a good addition. Um, and and deserved it over over his performance over the season. But um, but there we go. Yeah, you'd think now that if he's not made it into this squad, um. You'd think he's probably not gonna gonna get a chance in the summer, which is, which is a shame. I think he probably certainly deserves to be within a shout the performances, but as you say, what what more he brings to just organise um, the back line. It's it's one of like the frustrations and uh, fascinations I have for football. Like even at my level in a championship, and you and you watch experienced defenders like late twenties, early thirties, and they still don't talk and yeah. don't organise a defence. Which I can't understand, just like when you've been playing a game for so long and you're a decent like defender, like centre back or whatever, like why like you make the game so much easier by just organising those around you and, and, and working as a unit. Like I, I I really don't understand how players can't add that to their game, but um obviously they, they, they don't and someone someone like Lascelles, I think, I agree with you, should should get some recognition for that. Um yeah. but um but, but you know Yeah, just just looking recently obviously kept clean sheet man you Southampton you don't go, but like even Liverpool they, they didn't threaten that many times. We we kept them down to two man city to, to one uh over Christmas. So we don't, when him's in the side we don't tend to concede more than two really. Um yeah. when he's in the side. So it's it's a shame he didn't get picked really. But let us see him involved. 
Yeah, but uh, I guess yeah, as you as you say, yeah, from a purely selfish point of view for you, at least he's not going to get injured uh, away on international duty. So um, keep him wrapped up for but, uh, for the next league. But match. as Jermaine Genius says, if you're training with the best, you come back to Newcastle. Well, yeah, exactly. Exactly. He's 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 probably best off out of it, isn't he? Yeah, another another Nottingham lad like going into going into the England squad, coming back to Newcastle. The parallels are all there, aren't they, Cowley? <laughs> You're probably right. He's best off. You're best off keeping him out of the England squad and, and keeping hold of him. Um, I forgot about the the spectre of of, of genius. Um, so that's probably a good shout. Um, I think uh, we'll, we'll move on. I know we, we've covered quite a lot of ground actually so far, like with that. But uh, I just want to to finish off with talking about um, a, a, a main topic and, and about one of a, one of those players who we hope will be on that plane to Russia in the summer. Um, and it, Harry Kane. Um, so I was interested. I read a um, a piece on Football Three Six Five earlier today um, about um, Tottenham's now sort of newfound. Um, squad depth that you know over the last year or two has always been a question they've had one of the best 11s in the league but haven't had the strength and depth to to back that up and um and, and their performances since Kane's been out um is yeah it's it's been seamless really if you look there was obviously a lot of concern when he was out injured um but um you know they they've scored seven goals since then um five different scorers son seems to be Filling the gap very nicely indeed um, with with Kane out, and it it just got me thinking really that you know Spurs can seem to to manage without Kane now. Um, they did it for eight games last season and, and didn't lose. They won five and drew three. Um, they they've done all right since he's been out in the last couple of games as well. And it just got me thinking about that strength and depth that the Spurs have now. Do, do you think that there's another club? If, if, if let's look at you know Liverpool, Man United, um, Chelsea in there as well obviously we'll we'll take man city out because they certainly have got the strength and depth but let's say you take out salah from liverpool say um do you think they'll be they'll be able to manage in a way that seems that tottenham can sort of shift things around and and adapt to you know to work without kane um and 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 still look comfortable and, and get comfortable wins do you think do you think liverpool without a salah for example would would struggle more to fill that gap at the moment um, in a way, yes, but I think in the way that they play themselves, they wouldn't change how they set up. Um, I think if you if you get someone come in, you, you can get like an Alana who could fit in that position. Obviously, not contribute in terms of assisting goals, but the way they play, um, they would play the same. But I think I think I read something um, earlier on. I've got some notes kind of for it. I think. Without Salah's goals, I think it worked out. I think I've seen it because it'll be like in January, it'd be like 10 points. So I've looked at it since. I think there'll be mm. 12 points worse if Salah's goals didn't count in terms of the games that obviously matter where they've made a difference in, the, in terms of like two ones and and that his goals count. So I think without a Salah, I think you'd be looking at probably, they would have probably looking at it around where I reckon compete with Chelsea and Arsenal right at the moment hmm. um, I don't think they would be right up there where, where they are at the moment competing probably for more second place um, so I think he, he brings obviously a massive amount of Liverpool in terms of the thing is they've got 105 goals so he's he got 36 yeah. of them so they're still even without his goals um, what you're looking on that 69 69 goals 
Um, yeah. Even without him, and if you brung someone in, they still would have obviously scored goals. Um, so in the way they set up, but obviously them goals and what he's brought to Liverpool, they wouldn't be in the position they are now. Um, I think yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to say as well. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that um, that Liverpool is shit and they, they're just lucky they've got one great player. Because at the end of the day, like all great teams have like an out, like outstanding player who's in outstanding form. It's not like it's not like they're a one man team at yeah. Ivan. Like you know, Firmino, Mane, they, they've got brilliant players around them as well. That front three that work together. Um, I just, I just think now when. That that you know that that Spurs are probably better placed than most to handle that. If we maybe look at Man United and Chelsea, for example, like you look at Chelsea, they lose Hazard or like you know, for example, like they haven't really had a striker this year that's done it like Morata's beat. You know, his form has dipped dramatically since his you know his opening month or two. Um, Hazard down the middle has not not worked really for them. They haven't really trusted Giroud down the middle, um, and you know they've missed that. That 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 talisman really that that player I don't see them as as necessarily being able to to replace a, you know a, a, a key player like a Hazard um, if, if he goes missing or Man United I don't know I was thinking about this with Man yeah. United if you if you took out who would you take out as that I guess it would be Lukaku yeah at the moment if you would take out their their one key player um, because you know who who do you you know do you put Marshall or Rashford down the middle they've been playing out wide a lot over the last few years um you know it's it's probably it's probably Lukaku but that that it was a, it was interesting I was thinking about that at United and it's like it's strange how like they're second and and um you know in a, in a very good position yet they just strike me when you think about them as just decidedly average don't they 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 don't have that um you know that that uh, seem to have that player at the moment that you can hang your hat on, like a a Salah or a or a Kane or even an Eriksson that Spurs have that you think like they're absolutely outstanding at the moment. Yeah, I think if you take Lukaku out, it's again you look at Mourinho how he's going to set up. He doesn't really trust Martial that much, really. Um, again, Rashford he's, he's not really played him much, so being obviously with Ibrahimovic injured um, this season it would have been interesting to see yeah. what they would have done um, had Lukaku been, been injured because um, there is games where they've just won by a single goal and you look at the game at Brighton at the weekend the FA Cup didn't really create yeah. many chances um, and then a, a great ball in and then a great teller by Lukaku um, so diff- like Things like that, there wouldn't have been a play that way with saying like a Martial up front. Like, obviously, he's got his critics um, this season, Lukaku, but he's still got, I mean, 25 goals. It's not a bad return, really. Yeah. Uh, no competition. Oh, obviously. yeah, no. And he, and he seems to be he seems to be getting a lot better, doesn't he? His all round yeah. play, his hold up play. Um, and, yeah, like in big games recently over the last couple of months, I think he sort of stepped up a bit, hasn't he? And, and um, really been their their focal point. It's um, it's just it's just odd looking at Man United team. There's not it's not that obvious um, superstar, is it? Like in there when you look across that team, it's all a bit. I guess another one you could sometimes say, a bit underwhelming, really. You isn't could it? say De Gea take like you don't really see how mm. we don't really see how many like points a keeper's. Well, we say a keeper can, a really good keeper can be worth like nine, twelve points. Um, yeah. I think De Gea is that. Um, the amount of games, if you look at, just look at, for example, Arsenal, where they wouldn't have won that game without the gear. Yeah, I think if they yeah, oh yeah, he's yeah, he's he's outstanding, isn't he? But um, 
Yeah, yeah, it's an odd one. They they may well finish second this year, United, but they I think however they finish this season, they they're gonna see, just seem like an underwhelming team. It was interesting you actually talk about Marshall there. I'd love to see him play for a team just down the middle. I like yeah. I I really like him. Like every time I see him, like and sometimes he sometimes he's out wide and sort of drifts in and out of games. But like when he gets on the ball, he's just so direct. He's got yeah. great feet and like when when he's one on one, he's just so calm. And like he just, he just he just seems to have a cool head, like great feet and directness when he when he's on it. I just think down the middle for a team like he'd be you know get a run down the middle. I think he'd be dynamite. I I, I really I really do yeah think he could could do a lot better away from Man United at, at the moment. He just seems sort of in and out and plays out wide and you know I don't think that's getting the best out of him. I think. I'd like to see him get a chance down the middle somewhere else because I really, really think he could he could do a great job elsewhere. Yeah, definitely. I mean, when he came first came to the Premier League, that's why he's that's that's why he played, wasn't it, down the middle? Um, yeah, and he obviously started off really well. Um, did score some good goals. It again with Rashford. It's it's just playing for Mourinho, really. You'd hope, obviously, Rashford had hoped he kind of. Developed and sprung on a little bit since since obviously when he made this obviously break and when, um, for example he obviously came and scored a few goals and played a central position. I think he is his position is on the left. He had been playing well, but again he just doesn't get enough game time, and you just yeah. kind of worry for uh, like the Rashford, Martial. Are they going to give? Are they going to get chances? Um, because I think he's going to stick with Lukaku up front and then whoever he's going to have on the left, he's got to fit Sanchez in somewhere. Even though he's had a shock of a start, so, he has, doesn't he? He's just—it's not—he's not the same player, is he? Um, I mean, obviously dropped at the weekend as well. But uh, I think you'll will want to try and get him, and the amount of, I haven't paid money, but the amount of money they're paying him, so it's a bit of a worry for them. I think both of them would be better off going to another club, really. Yeah, and indeed, well, Mourinho is pretty much panned everyone who everyone who started that game against Brighton at the weekend as well. A high risk, high risk strategy from him, pretty much saying they will, yeah, lack character and uh, identity on on the pitch. Um, pretty much, yeah, not really holding back there. So that could either go one or two ways very dramatically. You'd think, like if if the players listen to that, either a hell of a kick up the arse that that gets the most out of some, or could. Could go could go badly wrong for him, so it'll be interesting to see how that how that one goes. But he's uh, he's um, he's seeming a bit desperate at the moment. Obviously, with like Guardiola down the road, absolutely smashing it and being the the sort of new flavour of the month, the new special one, if you were. Um, Mourinho's uh, games don't have as uh, as much sway as they once did when he was the new kid on the block, turning everything around in the Premier League. So um, yeah, he's. Uh, He's he's certainly got work to do. Uh, I think I don't think he's in trouble, but he's um he, he's 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 certainly not being successful as I think he'd want to be either at the moment. I think um I think Kelly that that about wraps up. We covered a lot of ground from uh yeah from kicks and nuts and Charlie Adam through to uh you know through to to some actual football um for for once. So um yeah thanks for thanks for joining. Um um we'll obviously be off um next week with uh, with international duty coming up. So um fingers crossed that we can we can all get through that and um 
I, I wouldn't say enjoy it, but you know, um, at, at least get through it till till the week after. Um, but in Is the it... meantime, you can find us on Twitter at FBH Weekly Pod, and if you like what you hear, um, do um, do give us a review on iTunes. But um, yeah, Cowley, uh, yeah, I, I wish yeah. you well for the international season, and, on, and, yeah. and hope it brings you good tidings, my it's friend. On a, it's on a Friday as well, a game, isn't it? The the worst, oh, the worst mix. Friday a, night game, so it's man. like the Sundays I are know, so boring for football. Just make it like oh, four man. o'clock on a Sunday, but yeah. Oh, you never know. I'm sure there'll be some like gag friendlies, league, like league Slovenia two, or Estonia two, on a Sunday, floating around Bet three six five or something like that. Um, but it's uh, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be slim pickings, I think. I can very much so. Anyway, well, I wish you well through that. And, uh, yeah, I'll be in touch to make sure you're all right on, on Sunday, Cowley, um, through the international weekend. Make sure you're keeping your head above water. And um, and we shall all being well um, speak to you again um, the week after next. So thanks for listening, and we'll do it all again in a couple of weeks. <laughs>